Welcome back to Purple Dave's On the Road to Dystopia, your alternative news and information podcast. I'm your host, Purple Dave, and today we'll delve into the DCMA launching a global central bank digital currency, Unicoin. This is amid the potential cash phase-out and economic uncertainty. But before we get started, we have a few housekeeping items to take care of. Remember to check us out on our website, our Facebook page, and sign up for our newsletter. All the links are in the description below. Also, as always, the content provided here is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical, financial, legal, or professional advice. We recommend, we recommend consulting a qualified professional before taking any actions on any content related to this podcast or any of the links provided. We do not endorse any candidate or political party. Additionally, we are not responsible for any incorrect information. Ask that you please back check all information and contact us with any and all errors. Remember, if you like this episode, give us a like, subscribe, and share it with your friends and family so they too can stay informed. So let's get started. All right, today. We're going to recap the latest news and developments in a world of global finance. We'll discuss the launch of a new central bank digital currency, the push for alternative currencies to the U.S. dollar, and proposed legislation for the gold-backed dollar. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this has to do with Fed now, but no, it does not. You may or may not know that the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, has announced the launch of a new global central bank digital currency called Unicoin. The currency allows central banks to convert their own currency for easier international trade and build stability against changes in exchange rates. However, it requires phasing out cash and other payment types potentially leading to what? Tyranny. Meanwhile, low interest rates have led to unprofitable office buildings and the global monetary experiment may be coming to an end with no apparent solution in sight. As well as the president from Brazil, along with other countries, call for a shift away from the U.S. dollar in favor of using emergency currencies such as from BRICS. Lastly, Three Republican congressmen are pushing to repeg the Federal Reserve dollar to the fixed weight of gold via a bill called the Gold Restoration Act. All right, first up from the most important news.com. The IMF has just unveiled a new currency known as Universal Monetary Unit that is supposed to revolutionize the world economy. The Digital Currency Monetary Authority, DCMA, has launched the Unicoin, a global central bank digital currency aimed at improving financial access and efficiency. However, phasing out a physical currency opens up potential for financial tracking and, like I said before, tyranny. A new global currency just launched, but 99% of the global population has no idea what just happened. The Universal Monetary Unit, also known as Unicoin, is an international central bank digital currency. This is designed to work in conjunction with all existing national currencies. Now this should set off alarm bells for all of us because the widespread adoption of this new global currency would be a giant step forward for the globalist agenda. The IMF did not create this currency, but it was unveiled at the major IMF gathering earlier this week. Well, it was actually, I think, on the 10th of April. Today at the International Monetary Fund IMF Spring Meeting 2023, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, DCMA, announced their official launch of an international central bank digital currency that strengthens the monetary sovereignty of participating central banks and compiles and complies with the recent crypto assets policy recommendations proposed by the IMF. The Universal Monetary Unit, the UMU, it shows it has this characteristic of a U with a couple dots on top, is legally a money commodity and can transact in any legal tender settlement currency and functions like a CBDC to enforce banking regulations and protect the financial integrity of the international banking system. Sounds scary? It probably should. As the press release Quoted, the above indicates this new universal monetary unit was created by the Digital Currency Monetary Authority. The press release says the organization consists of sovereign states, 
central banks, commercial and retail banks, and other financial institutions. The DCMA introduces this universal monetary unit as Crypto 2.0 because it innovates a new wave of cryptographic technologies for realizing a digital currency public monetary system with a widespread adoption framework encompassing use cases for all constituencies in a global economy. In other words, everybody can fall under this, no matter what country, no matter what currency you have, whether it's the yen, it's the dollar, it's the rupee, it's the ruble, no matter what you have, the dinar. And would it surprise anyone that the Biden administration is also touting the potential benefits of digital form of the U.S. dollar? Yeah, sure they are. That's where the Fed now comes in. The following comes from the official White House website. United States Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC, would be a digital form of the U.S. dollar. While the U.S. has not yet decided whether it will pursue a CBDC, the U.S. has been closely examining the implications of and options for issuing a CBDC. If the U.S. pursued a CBDC, there could be many possible benefits, such as facilitating efficient and low-cost transactions, fostering greater access to the financial system, boosting economic growth, and supporting the continued centrality of the U.S. within the international financial system. As you guys know, FedNow will be being will be released. I think this July, uh, that's what it's planned for, and that is the first step in our CBDC. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the governments all over the world, and especially the Western world, are simultaneously developing these CBDCs. And a lot of people out there will cheer, cheer these currencies when they're introduced. But please, people, be aware. It's imperative to understand that once everyone, everyone is using them, your financial privacy will be almost entirely gone. I mean, I I can't say it enough. No matter what you buy, sell, or try to trade, it'll be extremely difficult to be out of the system to unplug. No matter whether you're buying steak for your house, chicken for your farm, whatever you decide to buy, it will be tracked. And if you're using too many carbon current carbon credits, guess what'll happen? You won't be able to purchase. So be, I mean, be extremely cautious. I, I don't think it's going to come all at once, especially in the United States, especially through the spoken wheel. But what'll happen is they may offer, and I'm not saying it will, but that they may offer incentives for you to join the digital currency and maybe give you an incentive maybe 25 percent more if you have a hundred dollars in the bank maybe they give you 125 dollars in the bank and if you join that i'm a little concerned because i belong to a credit union which i thought was a local credit union until now now it's called global i'm not happy about it i'm very nervous about it i need to contact them i got an email the other day this is so that they can become part of the global infrastructure I am extremely concerned about my own money. Not that I have a lot of money, but the money that I do have, I am concerned about. I can't afford to lose it. And uh, I also can't afford to um, join the one world government. Okay. You know, that's my concerns over FedNow, which is coming this July. And that's my concerns over my own personal uh, financial situation, my own credit union that I belong to. And now, according to Lee Homan, uh, the coming globalization digital money system just got the endorsement it needed to proceed as the replacement for the fiat paper currencies. Yeah, we're going to talk again about the universal monetary unit. Um, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, which they plan, I told you, to launch this global global central bank digital currency cbdc now i'm not sure if this gonna how this falls into the spoken wheel if you remember i was talking about the spoken wheel before it's um, a system where transactions can go through no matter which digital currency that your nation has if you're in brazil you'll have one if you're in the united states you'll have another if you're in russia you'll have one if you're in ukraine germany japan where taiwan wherever 
you'll have your own central bank digital currency it all goes back up to this centralized system which is the wheel part and then the transactions can flow through there it does not have to change your central bank digital currency and neither does this so i think it all fits in there nicely it's being implemented in many many nations around the world It's being tested heavily in parts of asia and parts of um, africa so yeah africa is another testing ground so obviously they're a testing ground for a lot of things including vaccines like bill gates's vaccines uh, the Clement Globalized Digital Money System just got the endorsement it needed to proceed for the, as the replacement for the fiat paper currencies. The Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, announced on April 10th it will be launching a new, like I said, a new global dig, uh, central bank digital currency, or CBDC, called the Universal Monetary Unit, which we just discussed, also known as the Unicoin which all of the world's central banks and commercial banks will be able to use for settlements of trade among each other, like I said, through the spoken wheel process, or at least it fits in nicely in that, in that format. The April 10th announcement took place at the annual spring meeting of the IMF. So who is the DCMA? I know I've mentioned this like three, four, five times already today, but DCMA is a world leader in advocacy of digital currency and a monetary policy and innovations for governments and central banks. Membership within the DCMA consists of sovereign state, central banks, commercial and retail banks, and other financial institutions. Now, don't forget, all the central banks get their marching orders from what? The BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. All right, so that is the one that you should be paying attention to probably the most because they give the orders out to the rest that that's part of the hub to the spokes and so i mean i don't know if you guys are watching the bis and that or whether you even heard of the bis we do have an article i think we wrote um i don't know a few weeks back anyway on the bis maybe a month month or so ago but that was in in relation to people asking me about the central bank digital currencies and just the central banks in general but even after nations and their central banks issue their own CBDCs, <clears throat> there is still a void that needed to be filled. They needed a digital framework that tied all of these central bank digital currencies together. Because more than 120 nations are working on rolling out the CBDCs. But in order to have a truly global system, you need a centralized conduit or a framework, as they call it. Which, with which the nations will affiliate these new digital currencies. Well, once this is in place and globalized tech, uh, digital money system is married with the globalized digital ID system, <clears throat> yep, this is it. Mark of the beast. Here's we knew this was coming. So I mean, it's not fully implemented yet, but it's coming. So I, you know, we you got to take you got to take precautions. Which is being forged as we speak. The digital ID system is also being forged as we speak in, accor in accordance with the central standards set by the WHO? Yes, the WHO? World Health Organization. Then we have a truly, we will have a truly global system 24-7 over all of humanity, all of everything you do. It will be digitized. Now, whether or not you actually have to take a mark in your right hand or on your forehead, I guess that's up to debate so far, but your transactions will be monitored and they will be, they may be shut off depending on your political views, depending on your carbon credits, depending on what you do, whether they approve or disapprove of it and your social credit score. Thanks to Russia. I mean, thanks to China. So why? Why are we doing why 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 are we doing this? Because the technology that's associated with these central digital currencies and centralized digital health passports is going to be far, far more efficient at controlling your behavior than what we currently have, which is a fiat currency, a fiat paper currency. And well, I know you have these paper and plastic, um, you have these ID cards in your wallet that says, hey, I got my driver's license, I got an ID card. Heck, I even have this uh, credit card that says Visa on it. Now, I'm not sure if Visa will go away, but it, it's highly likely. 
The old system of paper IDs and paper money was sinister in of itself. Yeah, because that wasn't really a dollar, was it? It was just a note, right? That reserve note that you carry around in your wallet. Well, nonetheless, it's probably a lot better than the digital ID. The underlying objective is and was for the state to mark you and track you. But the state used a very, they used these very crude tools before because they didn't have them. I mean, they didn't have the tools necessary to totally, to totally immerse in every aspect of your life and your, not just your purchasing power, but everything that you do. But, and because of this, one could still function and you could get outside and unplug from the system. But however, um, and this albeit in a diminished manager manner outside the system using cash to buy what you needed you were able to do that whether you wanted to buy and sell say you bought a pump or a motor and you wanted to sell it you could do it in cash and you didn't have to run it through the government system or the global government system well the advent of digital will take things to a whole new level in terms of the elites ability to control your movements your spending habits as well as mine and everything else we all know it's money that fuels the global beast system seeking to remake us all into these transhuman digital slaves so that announcement that happened on april 10th was huge like I said, this new platform claims to afford the world's central banks the ability to convert their own digital currencies into Unicoin for easier international trade, while also allowing for more stability against pressures of inflation and deflation. Isn't that what the world is looking for right now? Stability, safety, and security? Huh. I wonder why everything is in such turmoil. Was that in order to bring in this new central bank digital currency and to digitize everything? Was this all planned? Or were they just being op opportunistic? Which I believe a lot of it is that they're opportunistic. They have some generalized plans. And then when things fall into place, they're able to just tighten that, tighten that noose just a little bit more in our enslavement. Now... According to Zero Hedge and according to John Rubino, the global monetary experiment is headed towards a catastrophic end with no solution in sight. Yeah, I mean, we're all, I mean, especially here in the United States, we know what's happening. I mean, I mean, you can look around. I know there are people out there that say, oh, everything's great, no problem. You know, the economy is running smooth, it's on autopilot, but we all know that the underlying pressures that there are in Silicon Valley Bank's recent failure required intervention from the FDIC and the U.S. Treasury propping up the entire banking system and the low interest rates were making office buildings unprofitable because... Why? Because they were they had those loans that wound up converting, right? They had you know two percent, three percent loans on these buildings. Now they're up a little. Where are they at now? Five, six, seven, eight percent, and a a rise in those rates. What do they do? They lead to significant issues for the regional banks, which puts a lot of pressure on those, which puts pressure on the on the central bank, which puts pressure on the global central bank. So. We can bring it all in under one guise, under one banner, under one hub. Well, there you go. But you won't know it. Why? Because you'll still be calling it the dollar. They'll still be calling it the yen. They'll still be calling it the rupee. They'll still be calling it the ruble. They'll be the dinar. Whatever the case may be, they'll still they will still have their own central banks in all of these nations, and there will be this hub. So it'll be transitional potentially. Now, they may need you to sign into this system in order to have you buy into it until they hit critical mass and then force everyone else into it. But we'll see what happens. To prepare for this crisis, Rubino, he suggests investing in, ten, uh, which I do as well, tangible assets such as food, water, tools, gold, silver, car, car titles. Oh, well, okay. And gardening. I say uh, also property titles, but... I don't know in your state if you're able to buy property, if you have auctions, if you have uh, bank auctions or county auctions or borough auctions or city auctions on properties. Um, I know it's um, you're gaining something at somebody else's expense. 
because they were unable to pay for their uh, taxes, but it's going to go to somebody. So, All right, like he says, there is no fix. Now, here's what Zero had the title of the article is, There is no fix. Rubino warns global monetary experiment ends in a bloodbath. A bloodbath. You know, we talk about those kinds of things when we're referring to, well, secession, civil war, um, you know, national divorce, international wars, proxy wars, like in Ukraine. You know, so we talk about these bloodbaths when we or reference these types of things and, and, and according with kinetic wars. But uh, he's using that same term here. And that's because analyst and financial writer John Rubino said in February, we are in a debt and death spiral that will force dramatic changes on the world. It was a direct hit because in March, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, I know you have to remember this, tanked. And the FDIC and the U.S. Treasury were forced to basically backstop the entire banking system. Right after they said they weren't going to do it, then they did it. Um, they said they were only going to cover what's under, what's 250000 Well, they decided they were going to cover everyone. Why? Because they didn't want it to collapse, I suppose. Because they're house of cards. They can't afford for it to collapse just yet. The financial problems are far, far from over, as Rubino explains. Basically, interest rates have been artificially low for a decade. That's correct. And we have had quantitative easing. And I know this podcast just recently started, but I've been talking about quantitative easing for a long while. And how that affects your dollar and how that um, your purchasing power, how it's greatly reduced the more money that we print. And, um, well, you know, our foreign, our foreign adversaries and allies that were purchasing dollars. But at some point, they started dumping that stuff, dumping the U.S. dollars, dumping treasuries. Well... Anyway, I digress. Let's get back to here. The financial, um, it was direct hit in March. Silicon Valley Bank tanked. FDIC Treasury forced to basically backstop the entire banking system. The financial problems are far, far from over. Basically, interest rates have been artificially low for a decade. In that crazy time, crazy numbers of office buildings went up and were financed at really low rates. Now, office vacancy rates are spiking, which means office building are not, buildings are not profitable anymore. The debts they had at 2% and 3% now have been rolled over at 5, 6, 7, 8%. Shlomil Shlomazel, Mazel Top Incorporated, right? Laverne and Shirley. Sorry, I digress. This means an already unprofitable office building is going to be even more unprofitable because of rising interest rates. Now they want to sell this office space and the price cuts that have been done to get a deal done is 30 to 50%. Wow, that's some big price cuts. We're going to see what happens in the housing market here at some point because, I mean, the prices have gone, 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 gone up. I mean, I sold it. Uh, I sold. I have um, my personal residence. I had uh, two other residences that I have previously lived in that I was holding on to. One that I did sell. One that I'm holding just in case I need to go back at some point. I, you never know what happens to your financial situation. Some of these have been cut by 80%. Wow. Local and regional banks already had their troubles last month, but are going to have bigger troubles when all these buildings turn out to be not worth nearly as much as they thought they were. My goodness, yeah. So you feel like you have invest, you have a property, you have your investment property. And most people have a lot of their retirement, have their their net worth tied up into the house that they own or are paying on, but. Who knows what's going to happen when it comes to that. But right now it's coming to the commercial side. We saw that happen with uh, malls. Malls around the world. Or malls around the country. <sighs> this paper is in pension funds. They are going to go into crisis. So, yeah. Pensions are in trouble. Um, er everything's tied to the collapse of the system. Now, the only way to recover from that. And the new monetary... Um, well, new monetary policy um, would let it crash, I guess, and rebuild it in their own image, right? Is that what they want to do with this new religion of um, digital currency? Well, so real, real estate is liable to be the catalyst in the crisis in several other sectors. The government is going to have it 
to let it burn and have a 1930-style depression. Wow. Holy mackerel. Or bail out everybody inside, which we can't bail out because what happens if we bail out everybody? We have to print more money. And what happens? We devalue the currency, and then we have inflation, and then we have higher interest rates, and it just keeps turning and burning at the cost of rising inflation and dollar tanking. There you go. Um, there is no way to refill these buildings. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, there is a lot of stuff online until such time as we have an EMP, and it all goes dark. But there is no way to refinance them without going bankrupt. Sometimes this year, sometime this year, we're going to drop back into negative growth and it's going to be a bloodbath. There is no solution and these guys see it coming and they have no idea what they're going to do about it. The next bill creates a lot of new dollars and that pushes down the dollar and then we are in a death spiral. I mean, you've seen, I don't know if you watch Maverick or... You know, um, watch Tom Cruise in any of the movies, Top Gun or Maverick, and how the uh, plane's going to a death spiral. Well, guess what? That's what we're doing. We're getting ready to go into that death spiral. The next Bella create, uh, um, next Bella creates a lot of new dollars, and that pushes down the dollar, and then we are in a death spiral where there is no fix. That is out there waiting to happen. A bailout so huge. <laughs> this is how huge. It terrifies the holders of the currency and T-bonds, treasury bonds. You know who owns treasury bonds? Well, China owned a lot of our treasury bonds. Now, they've been dumping treasuries, and countries all over the world have been dumping treasury bonds. You know, guys, we don't manufacture anything here anymore. We rely on imports. And so when we devalue our dollar, things get higher because we have to buy it from everywhere else. And as our dollar sinks, now, as long as everyone else sinks just as much... We're probably okay. But if that's not the case, and everybody's starting to shed dollars, and we wind up sinking faster than anyone else, well, guess what? We are in major trouble. It's game over. This is just a question of when people will figure it out. That really is the situation right now. And in closing, though, Rubino said there is a much, much bigger story than what happens to the dollar as a reserve currency. Oh, okay. This is the end of the global monetary experiment that has been going out with a very fiery end. This is not going to be fun to watch. Well, may not be fun to watch, and it's not going to be fun to feel. And I don't know where we end up at the end of this i don't know if we're going to be all speaking chinese or mandarin i don't know if we're going to be speaking russian american or if we're going to be living under skynet but it does not look good well what are other countries doing well i mean from a as you said as some may feel like a minor player but not really brazilian president has advocated a move away from the u.s dollar and he wants to put he wants to develop and have developing countries have the currencies a different currency based on bricks why because they want to reduce american dominance of the global financial system simple as that the BRICS group was proposed an alternative currency to the dollar for trade with Brazil, establishing trade mechanisms for emerging economies that bypass the traditional institutions. Russia has adopted a yuan or, uh, as the primary reserve currency. Yeah, I don't know why they... Um, okay. And India intends to smash the dollar's hegemony through its foreign trade policy. Now, President De Silva, like I said, the, the Brazilian president, he visited China and he was expected to discuss trade and foreign policy issues such as the Belt and Road Initiative. And you guys are familiar with the Belt and Road Initiative. I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast. But, but for those of you that may be new, uh, the Belt and Road Initiative is um, the Chinese way of debt diplomacy, basically. Um, they go into some of these smaller emerging countries that are struggling financially. Uh, 
they give them these loans at these absorbent rates um and when they cannot when they cannot um fulfill the requirements of the loan well trying to guess what they have a um they have a couple of options here they tell them to well depending on the size of it that will take or what they have in their country will take your resources in exchange for what you owe us or and or we will uh, take your vote when we need it to go against the United States, whether it be in the United Nations or other treaties. And so we, they can rely on their vote. So it's, uh, these are supposedly our allies. These are the people now who have been used, and we've allowed them to be used by China. And China's been pretty good at it. I understand they have some major debt as well. Everyone in the world does. We just happen to be at the, one on the top of the list. But according to RT World News, Brazil calls for a move away from the dollar. Speaking in Shanghai on Thursday during an official visit to China, the Brazilian President Lula said the BRICS group, comprising of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, but now as you know, there's uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia wanting to join BRICS as well. There goes our petrodollar. Um should look for alternative currency to the dollar for trade. He said, he goes to night, he goes to bed every night, and he asks himself, why all countries have to base their trade on the dollar? Yeah, there's a lot of countries asking that. I mean, if you look at what Macron said when he came out, hey, look, you know, we're going to separate ourselves from the United States. Uh, why can't we do trade based on our own currencies, he said. Who was it that the, that decided that the dollar was the currency after the disappearance of global globe gold standard? Good question, right? Well, um, we did some really good deals back after uh, World War II. You know, we were a superpower, both um, financially, militarily, um, and we started to expand around the world, and maybe we've overextended, I don't know. This leftist leader went on to lament that everyone depends on just one currency, referring to the dollar, and proposed a currency to finance trade relations between Brazil and China, between Brazil and other countries. Now, Lula kicked off his trip um, with China with an event to mark an appointment of former Brazilian President Dilma uh, as the head of the New Development Bank, also known as BRICS Bank, which we talked about, which he said could free emerging economies from submission to judicial financing institutions which want to govern us. So they feel like we want to govern them, and I don't mean just the United States, but the Western world wants to govern them. So there is a lot of competing uh, interests at the top here. I mean, at the very, very top is a, a battle for good and evil but below that there's competing interests who wants to be on top whether it's the western world well it's the world economic forum and well along with the imf and bis and then falls into the united states and uh, europe etc etc or china and russia and india and if you don't think India is a big deal, it is. And if you don't think that South Africa is a big deal, well, name another African country that is. And name another South American country that's bigger than Brazil. So, And India is humongous and a what nuclear ally for them. They were our ally and they still have a quasi-alliance with us. But anyway... Brazilian finance, finance minister Fernando Haddad also traveled with the president to China, where he told the reporters that Brazil would aim to create trade mechanisms for developing countries to bypass the use of the dollar. Now, I know I talked about spoken wheel, and all of this could be just a sham, a cover, a smokescreen in order to, to implement spoken wheel for the entire world, or, like I said, there could be competing efforts. So how this turns out, I don't think anyone knows. We are in a we are in a worldwide war. We are in World War Three. We are um, now for many of us, it's not kinetic at this point. But this, but the economics of this are st staggering and scary. 
I don't know. The advantage to them, um, they want, like I said, they want to bypass the U.S. The advantage is to avoid the straight jacket imposed by necessarily having trade operations settled in the currency of a country not involved in the transaction. Lula's visit to China comes as Beijing increasingly promotes the use of its own currency to settle international transactions. Last month, Russia said it had adopted the yuan as one of its primary reserve currencies amid a mass sanctions campaign linked to the conflict in Ukraine, highlighting a gradual shift away from Western financial system by some major powers, some huge major powers, the major powers other than us. Trade between China and Brazil has seen a significant boost over the last decade, with more than $150 billion in businesses recorded last year. Chinese firms have bought up large amounts of minerals and agricultural goods in where? South America and invested in Brazilian infrastructure. Yeah, um, I don't know what their plan is with Brazil, and, and I don't know if their plan is to have uh, Brazil fall to the wayside like they've done with so many other countries, but we'll find out since they are part of the B in the BRICS. The Brazilian president arrived in China on Wednesday night and will remain there until April 15th, which is today. After a speech in Shanghai, Lula headed off to Beijing, where he's set to meet President Xi Jinping on Friday. And that was uh, yesterday. The two leaders were expected to focus on issues related to trade and foreign policy, such as China's Belt and Road Initiative, which we'll do um, we'll do a, a, a podcast on that, which aims to develop roads, highways, and other infrastructure in foreign countries, according to the Financial Times. Yes, but the way they do that, the way they do that is um, not always helpful, like I said, to some of these smaller nations. All right, our final, um, in our final segment here of of discussing our global financial situation from big league politics, we have three Republican congressmen introducing the gold standard gold standard bill to stabilize the dollar. Um, HR 2435, introduced by three Republican congressmen, aims to repeg the Federal Reserve dollar to a fixed weight of gold through the Gold Standard Restoration Act. The proposed legislation calls for public disclosure of government and Federal Reserve gold holdings and gold-associated financial transactions dated 60 years ago. Sounds a little like Ron Paul, doesn't it? Sound money organizations and reputed individuals have lauded the proposal, highlighting the need to combat the inflation caused by irresponsible spending and reinstating sound money in the U.S. I don't know. Um... Before we get into this article, I'm not sure that if this is a little too little too late and uh, whether or not these people are just jumping on a bandwagon knowing that where we're heading, we're heading over a cliff. And guess what? Guess who brought us there? You think it was the Democrats? You think it was the Republicans? Or do you think it was the Uniparty that's beholden to these people because they want to stay in power? Because they want prestige, they want money, they want houses, they want a good retirement, whatever the case may be. We have been sold down the river, folks, by many, many people. We have a corrupt, corrupt nation. And whether this is too little, too late, I don't know. I I, I guess this is a lipstick on a pig, I suppose, or a band-aid. But let's go through it anyway. Three congressmen, West Virginia Congressman Alex Mooney. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs and Arizona Congressman Paul Gozer uh, recently introduced a sound money bill that would repay the Federal Reserve note dollar to a fixed weight of gold bullion. Legislation in question is H.R. 2435, the Gold Standard Restoration Act, would give the United States Treasury and the Federal Reserve 24 months. I don't know if we have 24 months, but 24 months to publicly reveal all gold holdings and gold transactions. Does anybody remember Germany a few years back wanting their money back out of what was in, that was stored here? And we said, no, we're not going to give it to you. Sorry. Well, after this time window transpires, the Federal Reserve note dollar would be formally repaid to a fixed weight of gold at its market price at the time. Now, I don't know. This obviously will send everything into chaos because we don't have uh, enough gold probably in order to 
Well, to satisfy the amount of dollars we have out there. We just don't. So I don't know what this will do to that. So I, I guess um, it'll send us in. Well, we're in chaos anyway. We're in free fall. So I, I don't know. Will it matter? I don't know. According to Money Metals new service, Fed notes would become fully redeemable for and exchangeable with gold at the new price. Suppose the new price is $10,000. I don't know. For an ounce. I don't know. I, I don't have any idea. The U.S. Treasury and its gold are supposed to be $100. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to affect anything. And um, we need to look more into it. But the U.S. Treasury and its gold reserves would backstop Federal Reserve Banks as guarantee, uh, guarantors. I'm not sure that they would be able to. A gold standard would protect against Washington's irresponsible spending habits and the creation of money out of thin air. By the way, if you guys know a little bit better than I do how this would work and the potential ramifications and how my concerns can be alleviated please send me a uh, comment and go down to the contact us section and well you know contact me and let me know please because uh i'm more than willing to learn from you know because I, I just don't see this as the panacea that others might Prices would be shaped by economics rather than instincts of bureaucrats. Sounds great. He added, no longer would American families, business, and the economy as a whole be at the mercy of the Federal Reserve and reckless Washington spenders. Yeah, sounds great. Hey, man, this sounds good. Sounds great. On top of that, Gold Standard Restoration Act highlights how much damage the Federal Reserve System has done to the U.S. dollar. Great. Yep, yep. We'll have zero confidence. I got it. We're pretty close to that now. H.R. 2435 noted the following. The Federal Reserve note has lost more than 40% of its purchasing power since 2000 and 97% of its purchasing power since the passage of the Federal Reserve Act in 1913. Uh, part of that is because of steady inflation. Um, part of that is, I mean, we've had a lot of turmoil um, throughout those years. but um, and that's when the Federal Reserve Act came into place in 1913. But we've had a couple of uh, gold seizures since we had a gold seizure since then, and then we've also come up the standard. We had temporarily came up the standard under FDR, and then we fully came off the gold standard by uh, <clears throat> look. Uh, you know, I'd like to be able to support Nixon, but on this one and on the opening to China, not so sure I can support those two things that came out of the Nixon administration. Anyway, at times, including 20, 2021 and 2022, Federal Reserve actions helped create inflation rates as high as 8% or higher, increasing the cost of living, yes, for many Americans to untenable levels, enriching the owners of financial assets while endangering the jobs, wages, and savings of blue-collar workers. Okay. Blue-collar workers, and like myself, um... You can't believe the Republicans. You can't believe the Democrats. You can't believe any of them because they all are beholden to the same financial entities in order to stay in their positions and get the positions that they want. We have been sold down the river. So, uh, you know, what we need is a disruptor. We need a mean tweet guy in there, maybe. I don't know. You know, um... I'll be honest with you. I mean, there are a lot of things I guess I like about Trump, but there's a lot of things I don't like. So um, he scares me a little bit, not because I think he's going to get us in a war or anything, but because I don't know whether I can trust him. That's what it is, because I have lost faith and confidence in being able to trust our leaders. Like, I mean, you know, just because they sound good, just because they look good, just because like they look like they're trying to do something doesn't mean they are and it, you know you have to dig down deep rather than scratching the surface i mean well take carrie lake for instance she looks good i mean she's very attractive and i you know as well but i mean she sounds good she looks good she speaks well um i don't know can we trust her i don't know you know, we live in a society right now where they have intentionally are dividing us by every segmentation you can think of is by race, obviously, by gender, by, you know, sexual orientation, by religion, by whatever. I mean, every single every segment they can think of, they're trying to divide us and then they are using certain groups in order to pit against others and dehumanize others. I mean, I'll be honest, I think my personal group um, 
has been dehumanized. I, we have been disrespected and dehumanized, and I do believe that the um, next step, if they have to, will come down to trying to put people like myself on trains. I mean that, well, metaphorically and potentially literally, you know. I mean, it's uh, we're living scary times, folks, and these people want us to stay in power. And it's not like they're just going to give it up, okay? They're going to smooth them some things over, put some Band-Aids on it, and try to appease certain groups and certain people that they are using, and they're fomenting that hatred and stirring up the pot. Anyway, I, I digress. A particular interest, Moody's legislation would additionally require full disclosure of all central bank and U.S. government holdings and financial transactions connected in the past 60 years. I mean, this all sounds good. I, I, this is not going anywhere. To enable the market and market participants to arrive at the fixed Federal Reserve note dollar gold parity in an orderly fashion, the Secretary and Federal Reserve shall each make publicly available all holdings um, of gold with report of any purchase, sales, swaps, leases, and any other financial transactions of involving gold. Since the tri- temporary suspension of August 15, 1971, the gold redeemability obligations under Bretton Woods Agreement of 1944, the bill stated, in quotes, the government cannot continue to spend and print on a massive scale without producing existential threats to the currency in our economy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we can just go on and on about this, but, you know, let me just say, let me just try and point something out. Now, we have an article over here called the Restrict Act, Patriot Act 2.0, the threat to civil liberties in the U.S., um, if you want to connect on that. And um, anyway, the reason I bring this up is because when I say that it's not just the Democrats, it's also the Republicans. Um, I live in the great state of Alaska, Okay. And you would think that this has got to be the reddest state that there is, and there is no shenanigans. Well, we all know about Lisa Murkowski. She might as well be Susan Collins, okay? Um, Dan Sullivan? Anybody familiar with Dan Sullivan? I mean, he is a has now turned out to be a, well, I hate to use the word traitor to the cause of freedom, but and that's what it is. I mean, he is a traitor to freedom. He is a huge supporter of this Restrict Act, which would monitor, not only monitor, but monitor without that, without the need for um, authorization, the need for a warrant to do what they want, monitor everything you do online, and then put you in prison for it. If they don't like what you say. Or who you're saying it to. Or who you're hearing it from. Do you use VPN? You know, all of these things. Oh, yeah, they do it under the guise. Hey, TikTok, we hate TikTok, right? TikTok's not in the bill. It's not really a TikTok bill, people who restrict act, right? But we have Dan Sullivan. Somebody says, oh, they claim, oh, he's a great conservative. He is about freedom. Well, I'll tell you what. I can't stand Lisa Murkowski. But when I heard this... I realized I can't trust him either. And why should I? He wants to take my freedoms away. He wants to take your freedoms away. Dan Sullivan from Alaska. That's correct. Yeah, and I'm harping on him, and he's a Republican, and I get it. He's, oh, hey, he looks like he's an ex-military guy. Blah, 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 blah. You know, he's about freedom. No, he's just like the rest of them. That's what he is. I'm talking about because he's one of my elected officials. And I have the right to say what I want about him. I have a right to redress my elected representatives. And he's one of them. And I'll tell you what. If this thing passes as a restrict act, if it does not go down in flames, we are all screwed. Anyway, if you guys want, you can look at the Restrict Act, Patriot Act 2.0, A New Threat to Civil Liberties in the U.S. That's one of the articles that we had recently. (sighs) You know, I mean, we have the J6 issues going on. We have vaccine issues, vaccine for chickens, vaccines for cows. We have uh, revolutions of New Order of Barbarians and... FBI stings in the Catholic churches. We have lies that have been coming out of our, you know, to us every single day on Ukraine. Which, if you listen to the 
organizations that I do and the information I get, um, you already knew that Ukraine was a sham. This is obviously I knew from from the beginning it was a proxy war, but the amount of corruption, my goodness. I mean, well, you should have known that from when Biden went over there and threatened them but the last time when he wasn't president. You know, use that term loosely as him being the president, whatever that means. Um, and we also have the global affairs, obviously, in Israel, and well, all the nations will come against Israel, and Gog and Magog, and we're going to fight in, in the um, desert of Megiddo. And then they have the distractions of Trump, and um, it's almost riot season. So, who's going to riot this year? Are we going to have the BLM guys out there this year? We're going to have Antifa, we're going to have the trans activists, or we're going to have some planted uh, right-wing white supremacist people out there or something. I don't know. Um, What's the fight's going to be? What cities are going to be burned down? And who, how many people are going to be killed this year or this um, weekend? And because, well, we decide not to lock up criminals and we say if you fit a certain narrative, well, you should not be in jail. You know, I mean, look, these experiments have been going on since, well, way before the Montauk experiments and stuff, but, you know, they just, they've gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, if the Nazis were around today, my goodness, imagine what they could have done with all this information. My goodness. So, I don't know. Is this a battle of good and evil? Is it just, is it about transhumanism? Is it about, you know, whatever other global events and the food poisoning? What are you doing about it? What are you doing with your money? What are you doing about your own food preparations? Anyway, we have a couple of links down below. I happen to buy Augustine Farms. You can click on a link down there and buy from Augustine Farms. You, um, I, if you want, I can put a link into the Amazon for that if you want. Also, Walmart usually carries um, Augustine Farms as well. Um, I think they're the same price. Um, my favorite there is potato gems. We use that a lot. My wife likes to dehydrate onions. There's a lot of things there. Butter, honey, dehydrated. Uh, we use it coming number 10 cans. Um, but there is a lot. Oh, yeah. How about the uh, U.S. military and the U.S. government pushing uh, transgender operations on seven-year-olds and military dependents, as well as trying to circumvent um, state law by sending people out of state for these operations, as well as abortions. Anyway... We're going to uh, close this one out, and we'll catch up with you guys later. All right, thanks for joining us, and um, send us a comment if you have one. Share, like, whatever, subscribe. I don't know. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks.